Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. I'm your host, Greg. Oh, damn it. Let's do that again. Sorry, I fucked up the intro. All right, just just go again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How are you two doing today? I'm doing good. I'm here. It's oh, cold. Um, yeah, it's it's actually really chilly here. Uh, has been for a few days now. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm good. I'm a little little uh, tired, but staying busy. How are you doing? Yeah, tired as well. I <laughs> just constantly working or doing other things. Like, uh, you know, let's not get into that. <laughs> just every day is a every day is a new challenge. Um, well, everybody, we're going to be reviewing, uh, episode three or chapter 11, 11, 11. Yeah. Sorry. Chapter 11 of the Mandalorian, um, which was a shorter episode, uh, which is interesting, but yeah, we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to do our individual trivias. I'm doing the, um, asylum mockbuster real or fake, uh, Betty will be doing real or fake, like Hallmark slash lifetime Christmas movie. And then uh, Maya will be doing uh, headlines, crazy headlines, uh, as she has done in the past. Um, I'll probably suck at that one, too, so just FYI. <laughs> uh, but first, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about Mandalorian. Uh, well, this was a hell of an episode. Fuck yeah, it was. <laughs> there was this, this, this makes me really want to power through the bad parts of the Clone Wars series. And get to the good stuff because there's so much backstory that's tied into the Clone Wars that would really help a casual person out that knew nothing about it. Yeah. Um, especially with Bo-Katan. Yeah, I didn't even know that that was her. Genuinely, like, I should have because I've seen her before, but it wasn't until my brother was, like, all in all caps, like, Bo-Katan. I'm like, uh, let me go and Google that because I feel like an idiot. But uh, oh. oh, after you, so had it wasn't watched just it? me googling this. Okay, well, that's I. I haven't finished Clone Wars. I've watched like the first like four seasons of it, and then that was it. And apparently, she's in like season three, but I don't remember her. So, I don't know. okay, I've got a question. I already asked one of my friends, but I think maybe you guys might have a different answer. Um, what? are the names for the Mandalorian, like the bow and the din and the other ones that come, you know, like you have Boba Buffett and Bo-Katan and uh, Din Djarin. What, what, what are those first, I'm assuming they're like surnames. What are the, are they special in any way? Not so much. Yeah. Um, I don't think so, but 
I don't I don't think there's any real significance other than hey this name sounds fucking cool let's call this character this but you know like but Bo-Katan she's of clan Krees which they mention and they are the rightful clan that's supposed to be ruling the planet Mandalore and all of the Mandalorians <clears throat> um, so it's more the names themselves aren't so much as significant as the clan that they belong to like okay. she said, Din Djarin belonged to the clan of uh, the Children of the Watch. Yeah, the- she knew because of the way <clears throat> he was reacting to things. Yeah, she's like, oh, you're one of them, the Zealots. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, think that shook a, him. I think that also has a lot to do with uh, like how they want to portray... Um, how they want to portray the, the, the Mandalore race. They want to make them have a like you hear one of those names and you're like oh there's clearly like a pattern there's clearly like a like a um a cultural kind of naming scheme see that's um, what i was thinking and i was when i, I asked my friend Deke, he he told me exactly what y'all have just told me and i was like well that's stupid <laughs> i mean yeah i, I think like, it, this is what i keep saying about like star wars like it's not it's not as complex as I think people might try to make it be. Um, as much as I don't agree with George Lucas, I do agree to an extent that Star Wars is for kids, and that yeah. um, you can't really go too complex when it comes to Star Wars. Uh, so, as I totally see where you're going with that, Betty, nine times out of ten, it's exactly what it's 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 a lot simpler than it would seem. Nine yeah, I'm that. I'm finding that out, and it's really disappointing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the more complex stuff is the stuff that's not on screen. You right. know, comic comics, novels, those things get a lot more complex than the stuff that you're going to watch usually. Like, I mean, there's still a lot of lore, but it's just the reasoning for coming up with certain things is just it's more simplified um yeah it's it's because clone wars itself was aimed at kids you know probably in the eight to ten eleven year old range yeah um it was it's it's always kind of been that way like there's a there's a huge reason why people like us um like still love it as adults. And that's mainly because it was, it was something that was so big and important to us as kids. Um, Even though as adults, like I recognize the simplicity in it. Um, I recognize that uh, I'm essentially watching something that was built for kids originally. Like you have to keep in mind, like George Lucas made star Wars off of his love of things like flash Gordon. And if you've watched flash Gordon, hot damn. Yeah. Um, I think I think the the thing is is that from like your perspective, Betty, you see a lot of these adults like put way too much stock into Star Wars. Sometimes, yeah, and that's why I was thinking when I was watching this, you know, because I don't have that much knowledge of the Mandalores. Right. So you know, when she was like, "My name is Bo Katan," I was like, "Okay, that's like Boba Fett, and he's got Din Djarin." what do these, you know, names mean in particular? You know, I I thought there must be some sort of meaning behind the, 
prefix that they're given but yeah. no guess I, I not totally that, yeah no i I'll, i'm gonna bring up something that i know a lot it's, it's not super popular and people are gonna i don't know if people will say anything to me in the comments but um this is the exact problem with last jedi now if you've listened to the podcast in the past you know that maya and i fucking love last jedi it's one of the best star wars movies uh yeah but i i i know why it failed it didn't fail because it's technically quote unquote a bad Star Wars movie. It failed because it tried to be cerebral with Star Wars. That's why it failed. Um, or at least why it got the ire that it that it got. It's the same reason that um Mass Effect 3 gets the ire that it gets. Uh it never really was super cerebral. In the past games, you are a you are a super soldier of sorts, um, trying to help other races in their journey with whatever's happening. And in regards to that, at the end of the game, or at least the third game, gets super fucking complex and, and, and cerebral. Fans did not like that. They wanted their happy, good guys win, bad guys lose ending. I've talked to tons of people about that game, and they go, oh, well, I wanted you know all of my choices to come back and matter. I wanted um, everything to have like a happy ending with a bow tie at the end. Like, I've heard that a ton. Well, and that's great, but, you know, thing is that's not how life works you know exactly. all your choices in life matter in the end i agree with you but i'll argue this when you take something that wasn't cerebral and try to make it cerebral you're gonna face some some pushback well yeah because the people who like it non-cerebrally are not going to enjoy the cerebral shit so right. so that's yeah, not the, your base obviously the <laughs> most common argument you hear is like i watch this to escape not to have to think about things yeah and to me, that's so that's so absolutely fucking ridiculous because to me, when you add complexity to something that's had such a long lifespan, it becomes more entertaining. I think that I agree. For example, it adds to the level of interest and, you know, just adds layers of depth that weren't there before. Yeah. Um, uh, the um, Civil War in in in. Uh, the the comic books, not the movie, because um, the movie was a little less cerebral. But uh, in the comic book, there's there's a lot of interlying levels and layers when it comes to why the Civil War is happening and who who's on what side and like Peter Parker's entire breakdown of what's happening and why he chose the side he did and why he flopped all sorts of shit. Um, this comic book was loved and and acclaimed by a lot of people who are cerebral absorbers of, of information but this actually got a lot more pushback than you would think a lot of people hated it because it was it was too much and um this is something you might have also seen with watchmen uh a lot of young readers read watchmen thought these characters are cool um rorschach's my favorite and then the new show comes out and they're just like wait a minute why is my character suddenly a racist bigot? Yeah, I, I, one of the most common arguments I heard against it was, uh, you know, whoever made this never read the comic because those characters were not like that. And this is just a show selling propaganda and an agenda. You know, not everything's racist out there. And I'm sitting there thinking, um, yeah, have you seen Society? He's <laughs> no. just... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. that's, that's that's my whole argument is like I totally get where you're coming from, Betty. Like 
I want it to be that way too. I want there to be some significance to it. There isn't. <laughs> yeah, a- I mean, and I'm okay with that. You know, if that's how it is, that's how it is. I, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the story. And yeah. I can do that, you know, but by choice, that's not what I typically enjoy watching. You know, when I, my escapism is something intellectual that will give me something else to think about, you know, (laughs) I I totally get that. Um, And there's not, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think uh, to a certain level, I think it's totally uh, understandable and acceptable that when enjoying content, you know, there, there needs to be something more stimulating than just good guys shoot guns. Yay. Yeah. Which this episode was. I'm sorry. It just was. And it was cool, but this was the John Wick episode. You know, this was the the later half of the episode was just action. There was a little bit of complexity with it with like Bo-Katan's like what her objective was overall. Um, that pissed me off. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Was I was like, you bitch, you did this thing. You tricked him. That's not cool. She should not have done that. Well, I mean, she wants to reclaim her home world. And I get so that, she's but she doesn't do have to be a cunt to do it. <laughs> <clears throat> well, at the same time, though, I think it sowed <clears throat> seeds of doubt in his mind. He's like, wait a minute, this path that I know. I've been taught. It shook this poor boy. It seriously shook him. He is like, oh, I'm questioning things now, you know, and that's Bless his heart. That's hard, you know. I I can't see the wheels turning in his head, but I can hear them, you know. What I think is interesting for, for me about this episode was that, and she kind of, she definitely like shook it, like sh- she shooketh him. Yes, um, she did. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the the whole the whole point of of her basically telling him that. Um, his religious creed is bullshit. I thought was so fucking cool. Like throwing a wrench into his entire world belief was so fucking rad. Um, now I get where you're coming from, Betty, because I totally agree. Like he's a, he's our protagonist. We need to root for him. Um, but adding complexity like that to a character, I think, is always cool. Granted, it was very simple, but it was still very cool. But yeah, I mean, there it's obvious she's going to come back into play for this. You know, she's hundred percent. The actress is the same one who did her voice in the Clone Wars. She's also from Battlestar really? Galactica. Yeah. Yeah, Katie Sackoff. Well, yeah. I, I know who Katie Sackoff is. I didn't know that, she Oh, I didn't know because she you know, yeah, you she did names. the voice of Bo Katan in the Clone Wars. That's cool. I did not know I did not know she voiced Bo Katan in Clone Wars. I had no Yeah, clue. that that's got a lot of, you know, hardcore fans really happy. Um and when I went to my friend's house this weekend, uh, my friend was like, you know, it's Katie Sackhoff. I was like, yes, I know. <laughs> I know who Katie Sackhoff is. I was very aware the moment I saw her. <laughs> I watched it at my buddy Andy's house over the weekend. And uh, um, <laughs> I would, I was all <gasps> like when she showed up on screen, because I, I love Katie Sackhoff. Like, she's great. Because I, again, also a huge fan of Battlestar Galactica. And... Um, uh, Andy's wife, Megan, just goes, am I supposed to know who the fuck that is? Oh, no. <laughs> you know, she was in an amazing fucking uh, 
little short film, a dark, gritty fucking short film with the Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, It was like 14 minutes long. I loved that. Yeah, she played uh, Kimberly. Okay. uh, Power Rangers. So what's inter- I think what's interesting to me is that they had her come in and play the character she voiced. But the can we talk about the 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 big reveal at the end? Oh how she yeah, we're going to fuck it. Um you know, then Jarn has been tasked with returning the child to his people and he thinks that the people are just the Jedi. And she's like, What do you know of the Jedi? And he's like, Nothing. She's like, Well, go to Corvus meet Ahsoka Tano, tell her that Bo-Katan sent you. And um, I, the the internet, I'm surprised that I didn't get it spoiled for me because I didn't watch the episode that morning. I watched it later that evening. Same so here. I'm very surprised that I didn't get it spoiled because the internet actually fucking didn't explode. Uh, and I know a lot of Star Wars fans who, you know, in some of my group chats that I'm in, the fact that all I was seeing was holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Nobody wants uh, to spoil it for us. And, 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 that, and that's good because a lot of people are really bad at spoiling things mm-hmm. like that. So for mm-hmm. the fact that this had a lid kept on it as long as it did, it's pretty uh, commendable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least for like, the circles that I'm in. My friend, we watched it Friday night and my friend was supposed to watch it that night and he found out he wasn't going to be able to. So he sends me a message and he's like, we're not going to watch it tonight. So no spoilers, please (laughs) (laughs) heads up. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I know there's, there's been a lot of uh, outcry from the fan base because supposedly, and it's not been confirmed by Lucasfilm, but it's, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a real thing. Uh, Rosario Dawson had been cast as a Sokotano. Now, the voice actress that portrayed her in the Clone Wars series and Rebels isn't Rosario Dawson. So a lot of people are upset because they didn't get the voice actress. And that's that's the thing I think is 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 interesting to me is that they didn't get the the voice actress, but they did for Bo-Katan. Well, Katie Sackhoff was already, you know, an established with her actress. background. Yeah, if I was her, I'd totally be like, yeah, you're putting me in this. You do understand that, right? Because that, I mean, that would obviously make so many people happy if she showed up as Bo-Katan, which she did. And it made so many people happy. I don't know what's going to happen with this next character. I, The fact that it might be Rosario Dawson kind of scares me, uh, but that's okay. Um, I, think that's you know. I think that's what's really interesting to me about the fact that they they did it this way is that um, the actress that plays uh, Ahsoka in the animated series, Ashley Exton, she's been voice acting for a very long time. Like the, the thing about the thing about voice acting and I, and I'm going to go into a fucking diatribe here about voice acting. It's not um, any different from regular acting. Uh, they still like if you ever watch a voice actor do what they do in front of a mic, like they're still doing facial expressions, they're still acting everything out because oh yeah, it gives a better performance. Absolutely. Um so it's 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 not out of the realm of possibility that you could have just had the voice actress for Ahsoka Tano play her and it would have been fine. 
Plus, it would have sounded the same. You know, it wouldn't have been off. Now, I get, like, not having Bradley D. Baker come in and fucking play a character that he might have played one time. The dude is, a like, to do some of the voices, like, he'll have to pinch his throat or some shit. Like, I get that. Um, but for, for Ashley Eckstein, like, it just doesn't make any sense why they wouldn't, unless there's some other reason that I don't know. So. Now, who is the voice actor? Ashley Eckstein. Yeah. <clears throat> but they might be, but apparently they're going to be having Rosario Dawson play her. And not that I have anything against Rosario Dawson playing her. I'm just, I'm curious as to why they chose to have um, not Ashley Eckstein. I, I, that's the thing that I'm just like, kind of like, uh, why though? Like, it just seems a little, I don't know, bizarre to me. It seems that she is nothing but a voice actress. Yeah, she's she uh, didn't play. She had a few on-screen roles, but not many. Yeah, she's only got like a handful at the she most played, of on-screen roles. She played Jen Brady in a TV Brady Bunch movie, and she was on that So Raven in a few recurring spots. What I would like to know is if they even gave her a shot at like auditioning. I don't think that they did, and I think that's why they got the outcry that they did. I don't remember all the particulars, but I think that that is a big reason why there was outcry, because she didn't get the opportunity to at least um, try out. Yeah, that's that's what I'm that's that's basically where my question is coming from. I don't. I don't think it matters per se. I, I really don't. Like, at the end of the day, will Rosario Dawson do a good job with Ahsoka? I don't know. She might. I don't fucking know. Probably. Um, would Would Ashley have done a good job as Ahsoka live action? Probably. I don't know. But I think there's that level of like, why Katie Sackoff, but not the other girl? It well, might have because something. Katie is not prominently, primarily a voice actress. She's more of an actress. But is that is that the reason? Is Probably. that the reason? I would say so. Well, you. Uh, the, the point is, you guys, none of us know, is my point. Uh, my curiosity lies in, I would like the actual truth that we'll never get. So, like, did they give her a shot and we just don't know? <laughs> we just aren't told about it? Like, who knows? Who knows? So. Well, well, according you know, to what she at... tweeted. Sorry. No, go ahead. I want to hear this. Uh, according to, uh, if I recall correctly, according to what she tweeted uh, back when Rosario Dawson was announced, she was congratulatory of Rosario Dawson, but said she was upset that she wouldn't be playing the role. So it kind of implied that she didn't get to try out, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? Because I know that like one of the big, one of the big things on on Twitter is that Raul Cooley was cast as Ezra from Rebels, and that he'll be showing up in the show, but he keeps like denying it. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, I'm just guessing because I don't really know these characters, but just from what I'm looking at, it could have something to do with you know. Um, the fact that she does look extremely young 
I mean, she's not that young. She's only a couple of years younger than me, but she does look extremely young and she may not have, you know, the talent to be able to, you know, wield a weapon on screen. That might be an issue, you know, if Rosario Dawson has a better ability to do it, then I think that's yeah. she does. I mean, she was in Sin City. And plus, they won't have to put as much makeup on Rosario Dawson. We all we also might not see Ahsoka do anything other than just you know talk to Mando. We don't like. I doubt that they'll have a lot of action with her. I mean, that's also I on the idea that she'll be in the episode longer, or she'll be in the show longer than an episode. There's a lot of unknowns. Is the point I'm getting at, and I'm curious about the questions again. We've seen it hundreds of times in the past where a, a a live action version of a thing comes out and the voice actor isn't used. It's somebody else who is a better screen actor or a better stage actor or whatever. And that might, I, I, that might be the case. That genuinely may be the case. They might have said, like, she doesn't have any on-screen experience. We'd rather have somebody with on-screen experience. Um, it might be a situation where uh, her contract doesn't allow for it. And she didn't know that before tweeting, you know, like it might be that situation. Who the fuck knows? I'm just, it's just one of those things where I'm like, this actress got to, why not this actress? I'd like to have answers, but it's not like I'm knocking down fucking Disney's door going, fucking give me answers, assholes. Like I don't care that much at the end of the day. Well, apparently according to her, she doesn't know why they made this decision either. She said she is not involved with the Mandalorian. She can't speak on why they made the decision. She does know that she has always wanted to play this character in all forms. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, you know, but she is, if it happens on Mandalorian, she's happy for Rosario Dawson. Yeah. And it's like, so apparently she doesn't know either why they made this choice. I'm, I'm going to guess makeup probably has some play in it because. <laughs> With Rosario Dawson's skin color, they're not going to have to put a full bodysuit of makeup on her, you know? Ahsoka's not, like, Ahsoka is, she doesn't have a human skin tone, so I don't know if that I is. know, but Rosario Dawson, it, it's going to be easier to, to not have to do that coloration because she does have a softer, uh, chocolatey skin color, you know? It's, I got you. So, would, you know, they could more. probably get away with, you know, maybe spraying her down a little bit with something to make her look at maybe a orange glow and then doing the white makeup. But with um, Ashley Eckstein, it would be, yeah, she'd need some serious Donald Trump She's very type painting. <laughs> she yeah. is very pale. I was also thinking that, like, if you look at Ahsoka's face in the, in the animated show, there have been people that have done a, like more realistic version of her via art and Rosario Dawson's facial features line up with us. Oh yeah. They do. Like, I think that's probably more so where it lies. Well, that and Rosario Dawson does. She's a good actress. She has experience in action roles. Um, you know, all of that works to her advantage. Exactly. Whereas Ashley Eckstein, nothing against her abilities, but she's never had any action roles. Um, and she just doesn't look the part. 
No, I don't think she does. Yeah, I think that's I think that's definitely more so where it lies. But also, again, we can speculate on this until we're blue in the face. We'll never yeah. really know. <laughs> but um, overall, I did like the episode. Again, I think Bo Katana's moves were a little sketch. Okay. Um, should, as as you should feel that way about him. One of my favorite parts is when he was landing the ship. Oh, and I good. was like, oh, yeah. And then it fell in the water. And I was like, oh, fuck. Shout out to Bryce Dallas Howard for, you know, a job well done directing this episode. Because the last one that she did, you know, was not as well received. Uh, I liked yeah, it. Um, Even though it was one of my favorite episodes. When he came back and the ship was repaired. That was yeah. funny. It looks like the lobby of a Captain D's. Yeah. All that netting and just sailor it did. paraphernalia. Said, Ugh, Mon Calamari. <laughs> yeah, Baby Yoda and the the calamari squid creature. That was hilarious. Oh, so I don't know what that was, but that was definitely not Mon Calamari. Because Mon Calamari is the race that the guy who fixed the ship was. Um, yeah, the are, salmon looking fish people, yeah. The the ones that look like Cthulhu's children, yeah. No, the, the, well, the ones that look like Cthulhu's children are called Quarins, and the ones that are more salmon colored that have the big bulbous heads, those okay. are Mon Calamari. Now, both races always usually on any type of water planet inhabit it in tandem because they both hail from the planet Mon Cal. Uh, this was Trask, but very high in the Mon Calamari and uh, Quarren population. So, but, but yeah. Yeah, I do have to say, Mando's too trusting. He shouldn't have gone. <clears throat> what are you doing, stupid? I mean, I would have never gone with those people. I've, no, I need some more information first. Thank you. You know, just like not the, happening. I like the idea that Mando is a. Um, he's a product of Mandalore religion, and uh, he's a little bit of a child to an extent. Like he's a chump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just like the idea that he's like, I'll trust you, but kind of <laughs> like he's. Uh, so it's it's his character really to me is interesting because it's not it's not a direct like. Uh, it's not a direct, like, it's like you said, like you wouldn't have trusted them for shit. And I totally agree with you. Like they were sketchy as, as fuck, even though they were cool. Um, it's that whole, like, you know, his entire creed is never take off the helmet. And now he's meeting people who have Mandalorian armor who keep taking off their fucking helmet. Yeah, I know. Who are, who are natural born Mandalorians too. Yeah. In this episode, yes. I was referring more to uh, the first, or the, it was the first episode. Oh, the first episode with Timothy yeah. Oliphant wearing yeah, Fett's yeah. armor and taking off the helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, and uh, that that other female Mandalorian in this, that was Sasha Banks from the WWE. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Awesome. She was credited under her actual real name, though, Mercedes Vernado. Yeah, the, the ship takeover was um, a good little scene there. I was laughing my ass off. It's like, you've caught them where? In the control room. 
control. What the fuck? You know, I was like, yep, it's over. You know? <laughs> I like seeing Titus Welliver playing the captain of that ship, too. I, I like seeing him. He plays a good bad guy. In everything. Yeah, he does. Yes, he does. I, I was actually excited about that, too. I was like, oh, look who it is. Because yeah, I love pointing out people. It's like, I know that person. Where do I know them from? <laughs> the, only, the only time that drives me nuts is when I'm watching something with my folks and they're like, what is he for? like right in the middle of the show, not pausing it or anything? Just who uh, I know him. What is he from? Oh, it's that one show. I'm just like, can you watch the show? Can you just watch the show and wait? Can you pause <laughs> it at least? No, when that happens in my house and we're just like, look it up. You got a computer. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> you got a phone. Look it up. Yeah, if you've got a phone, if that's how you do it, look it up. You know, I I, I don't know everything. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's go ahead and wrap this one up so we can get to the trivia stuff because we are on limited time today. Um, yeah, I think uh, solid A-plus episode, realistically. Um, I'm really excited for next week. I, I this, this season has been knocking it out of the park every episode so far. Go ahead. You guys could just shoot, just just okay. drop in there. Okay, I didn't know if you had any more to add to it or not. Nah, nah, I'm gonna wrap it up quickly. So, all right. Well, I'm also gonna give it an A plus. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was exciting to see uh, the reveal of Bo-Katan. It was exciting to hear her mention the dark saber by name that we saw that Moff Gideon has at the end of the first season. Uh, so there it's, it's slowly building towards a climax to, you know, we might see another battle of Mandalore on screen, which would be amazing, you know, reuniting clans and having a big battle of the remnants of the Imperial faction. I mean, that's where I would love to see it go. Who knows what, what it will take and how long it will take to get there. But I'm really enjoying this season and, I know I said the first episode was my favorite so far uh, of this season. This one's right up there neck and neck with it because even though it was about 20 minutes shorter, it was action-packed and it still laid for, you know, future groundwork for sure. Uh, so A-plus for me. What about you, Betty? I would give it an A. The first episode, uh, Chapter 9, is still my favorite so far. Gotcha. Um, I did enjoy it. <clears throat> I'm curious to see where this is going to go with uh, Bo-Katan. Um, and I, as the person I am and the weird things I go through and think about, when the frog couple had their, their little tadpole in the bowl of water and baby Yoda was there, it was so cute. But it made me think, how did they raise their babies? How does this work? I'm, I'm, really genuinely curious do they have like water cribs that they keep them all in and how long they does got, it take for them to grow up yeah, yeah they got buckets i guess on <laughs> i mean do they get to decide when they hatch because you know there were several eggs in there and only one became a little frogling that we saw so yeah i'm just i don't know that's where my mind drifted with that scene i was like how does this work yeah i'll never know but yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was definitely an A episode for me. I did enjoy it. Uh, getting to see some other Mandalorians and seeing our poor protagonist shooketh was interesting. So <laughs> I'm very curious to see how this week's episode goes. 
yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to next week. I'm I, like they've been knocking out of the park. Like last season, uh, there were episodes that like people were kind of like, eh, I didn't really like it, or I hated that episode, like things like that. This season so far, it's been just constantly like everyone's like, this is an amazing season. A few people well, I didn't not see. everyone. A few people didn't care for the last episode compared to the other two, but for the most part, it's been a positive response. Yeah, I mean, that. nobody's going to like every freaking episode. No, but um, but I like how they're keeping with their story, they're keeping with their motif, and people are, are digging it, so I'm, I'm, that's what I'm happy about. I'm, I'm Enjoy it. Did you say people are dicking it? Digging, <laughs> digging it. It did sound oh. like dicking it. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounded like you put a K in there instead of G's. I dick it. Don't don't. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's get on with the game. Uh, or the games, the trivia, if you will. It's weird trivia. Not anyway. So, as you guys might have remember from last week, if you listened to last week's episode, um, what what I did was I came up with a few fake asylum mockbusters. If you don't know what asylum mockbusters are, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, um, an asylum mockbuster is a or just a mockbuster in general. Uh, back when like Blockbuster and Hollywood Video were still a thing, these companies would put movies or or like home movies out on the shelves of really shitty, like quickly made versions or different versions of what was already out there. So for an example, when Transformers was huge, you could find Transmorphers <laughs> in Hollywood Video. Uh, this was something I always found to be very funny, even though these movies are unwatchable to an extent. Like my buddy and I loved watching B movies just and then making fun of them while we were just, you know, hanging out. Uh, <laughs> these movies are, are so bad that some of them we couldn't finish. Um, the company is most known for now for making Sharknado, which is not a mockbuster, but just a poorly made B movie, which is saying a lot. Um, so last week I did I did a game where I came up with a couple and I and I had a couple real ones, and then Maya and Betty had guessed if they were real or fake. Then we got into the conversation about how we were each going to do our own little trivia game. Betty has um, a few real and a few fake uh, Christmas movies that you would see on like Hallmark or Lifetime or something like that. Christmas rom-coms. Christmas rom-coms. And uh, Maya has the uh, crazy headlines that we haven't done in forever. You, Some of you might remember the crazy headlines one, but... Uh, General gist of that is Maya finds five real headlines that are nutso and then comes up with five and then gives us a real and a fake and we have to figure out which one's real or fake. Uh, so why don't we get started, huh? You guys ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going <clears> to <throat> out of my pocket so it's random because the way that I listed them on my phone is not... You got a popsicle in your pocket? I do have a popsicle in my pocket. Also, I use sticky notes, so now I can't fucking open the piece of paper. Oh, oh my god! Good thinking. Or did the popsicle okay. just melt? You're worst person ever. All right, so the first one here is a 2011 mockbuster called The Silver Yellow Jacket, which was a mockbuster of the Green Hornet. The synopsis reads: After the death of his parents, Rick Britt inherited the family fortune. Among those items was a shimmering silver Hummer loaded with gadgets. The loyal butler, Sato, 
informs Rick that his parents were crime fighters. He dons the mantle of the silver yellow jacket to avenge his parents' death. That's that's a real. That's real. I'm going to go with real as well. Gotcha! That was fake. I made that one up. Wow. (laughs) It sounded like something they'd really do, though. Really badly. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I was, I, I came up with that one on the spot last night. I was like, oh, like, cause I was looking through 2011 movies and I came across, uh, Green the Hornet. Green Hornet with <laughs> Seth Rogen. <clears throat> Which is a fun movie. It was, it was fun. <laughs> All right. So the next one is. The Almighty Thor, which is a mockbuster of Thor from 2011. The synopsis reads as such. When a demon god steals the hammer of, in- of invincibility, Thor strikes a mighty blow to get it back. That's all the synopsis was. Okay. Then that's that one's real. Yeah, that one's real. I think I've actually seen that title before somewhere. That one is real. <laughs> oh, that one always made me laugh. I was like, what, like why, why that one specifically? Like, why not, like, I get you can use the word Thor because it's, you know, technically Norse mythology, but... Yeah, you can't copyright that shit. You know it got some old people, too, inside Hollywood. They're like, what movie should we get, honey? All right. The Almighty Thor. (laughs) The next one. Attack the Street, a mockbuster of Attack the Block from 2011. The synopsis reads as such. A group of teenage Canadians defend their neighborhood from bioengineered monsters. Oh my God! Please let it be real. <laughs> What's the name of it again? Attack the Street, a mockbuster of Attack the Block. Real. That one is fake. Ah, I made that one up myself. Um, yeah. sounds like a modern day horror version of Breaking Breaking <laughs> Two, the Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> All right. The next one on the list here is Avengers Grimm from 2015. It is a mockbuster of both Age of Ultron and uh, Once Upon a Time. The synopsis reads as such When Rumpelstiltskin destroys the magic mirror and escapes to the modern world, the four princesses of Once Upon a Time, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, and Rapunzel, are sucked through the portal too. Well trained and endowed with magical powers, the four women must fight Rumpelstiltskin and his army of thralls before he enslaves everyone on Earth. Fake. Fake. Please, dear God, let this be fake. That's real. Oh, no. You're kidding me. (laughs) That's 100% real. Oh, no. Now I want to find this motherfucker and watch it. (laughs) I don't know. That description makes me never want to watch anything again. I don't know. It sounds like it could be like, you know, one of those horrible make you laugh the whole way through movies. Oh my god. It certainly sounds horrible. Yeah, it does. Oh, when I found that one, I read the synopsis and just went, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, gotta be kidding. Avengers Grimm. I don't know that there could be a title less, like, inviting. <laughs> that is... Oh, it's so funny. When was this made? That was 2015. Made- okay, I'm glad to look this shit up. <laughs> I promise you these the these these asylum films are are horrible. 
absolutely fucking i still remember to this day so the biggest culprit of like funding these was sci-fi channel and sci-fi channel would always have these movies like a year later just in rotation on their fucking shit the one that i that sticks out to me is a it was a um, mockbuster of i am legend called i am omega this got my dad because my dad was like i really liked i am legend and i love omega man which was the original like uh adaptation of the comic book and uh or novel sorry it was a novel um i had the comic book of it anyway uh so he he started he, like he recorded he was all excited about watching i am omega and he was just like i can't <clears throat> got 30 minutes in was like this is this is really bad greg i, like, I to tell you i tried to tell you um all right so the next one uh, this one is called Clash of Empires. It is a mockbuster of the 2012 Hobbit. The synopsis reads as such. In an, in an age long ago, the last village of clever, peace-loving hobbits is attacked and enslaved by the Java men, Komodo-worshipping, dragon-riding cannibals. Now, the young hobbit Gobin along with his father and sister, must seek help from the giants, human hunters, to find the Java's lair and rescue the last surviving hobbits. Gobin's mother, among them, in their quest to destroy the Javas, the heroic partnership of humans and hobbits will transform both species forever. Fake. Real. That is real. God damn. I was I was assuming that it was fake because I didn't think you could you know Hobbit may have been trademark yeah I didn't think so either but here we are yeah right all right. <laughs> <clears throat> all right yeah a lot like again keep in mind I got these mostly from 2011 2012 they've been doing this all the way up until this year so there's way more. All right, the next one is called American Warships. It is a mockbuster of Battleship from 2012. That's probably true. Um, the, the synopsis reads as such. When a U.S. plane is taken down overseas by an unknown assailant, the army is sure it was North Korea, and a new war is about to break out. Even worse, the true attacker is an alien armed force, and only one old battleship can stop them. Oh, yeah, true. True. You both are correct. That is true. It actually, you know who you know who stars in that one? Who? Billy D. Williams. Oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Billy D. <laughs> All right. The last one I have here is Last on Shift. It is a mockbuster of End of Watch from 2012. In a found footage style film from the body cameras of various police officers, the film follows three different groups of officers as they deal with the late night droves that roam the street. Fake. Yeah, fake. I want to go. F I want to go true. <clears throat> so, Betty, you said fake, and my yeah, true. Yeah. I made that one up. <laughs> uh, you suck. Ah, who wins? I think well, I you're win. up. You're up four to two so far. Well, yeah, I made seven of them. <laughs> so, 
Those Oof. are bad. I, I looked up Avengers Grimm. It only got a 2.7 on IMDb. Uh, That's bad. God, that sounds like three too high. Doesn't it, though? Oh, One yeah. of those. I only gave this a star because I couldn't give it zero stars. <laughs> I want to give myself a pat on the back for coming up with synopses for blockbusters that tricked you guys. But I have to keep in mind that the plots of the actual ones aren't that hard to make to begin with. <laughs> so maybe that pat on the back, I'm going to have to like just uh, or, uh, rescind it. Well, I have, well, I did notice one thing, and this is my autism showing. When you're reading a real script versus um, one of your scripts, you read differently. Your cadence is more fluid with your own script. I was trying to not do that. <laughs> Because I knew that I know that I do that. And I was like, I was tr- so hard, like trying to like stutter intentionally on mine as if I was. Yeah. Just- <laughs> you did a good job. <laughs> but yeah, my little autistic detective brain picked that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it's something that I've always tried to work on with reading things. Cause I'm like, if I'm going to be tricking, if I'm going to be you know doing a fake one, I have to, I can't read it in my own voice, but no, that was fun. I enjoy that was enjoyable to write. So the way that I did that, by the way, and this might also give away a lot of my, I might have to change this, but the way that I did the uh, um, the Green Hornet one, attack the block and and end of watch was I literally read the synopsis of the real film, film, the real film, and I went, okay, so if if end of watch is a documentary documentary style film, even though it's not, what would be worse than that? Because I've watched a few of these mockbusters, and if it's a found footage style film, they try to make it somehow worse. So, for example, they tried to do a mockbuster of Cloverfield called Monster. And as you know, Cloverfield is a found footage style movie, all done yeah. from camcorder. This was all found footage from a phone. Oh. <laughs> so it was worse. And I was like, what could make a documentary style film worse? Oh, body camera. <laughs> wow. Or the uh, the attack the block one. Like the synopsis literally read a group of a group of teenagers in London uh, fight against alien invaders or something like that. So I just like I was like, all right, I'm gonna change them from British to Canadian. <laughs> I'm gonna make them. I'm gonna make it so that way it's not aliens, but it's bioengineered monsters. Like that's all I did. Um, I should give myself more time. Because that's where I failed a little bit, I think. Was I like, I did this in an hour last night. <laughs> so. But yeah, again, do it. Then go back and read it again and change things that you notice might need changing. Yeah. I want to make it a little bit more complex. Because, like, again, the real ones were a bit more complex than mine. I noticed that. But I should, re- like, I love doing this game. I want to do it again. Um, I don't know if we can do it next week. Because, you know whatever but when we do it again i'm definitely going to give myself more time but that was fun that was a lot of fun all right betty it is your go for your trivia or if you want to call it trivia okay so i got a list of seven christmas movies christmas rom-coms you gotta tell me which ones are real and which ones are fake First one, A Dog Walker's Christmas Tale. When spoiled 21-year-old college student Luke Lockhart 
is forced to take a job over the holidays. Walking a rich developer's dog, she is thrilled to discover that they are going to build a salon and spa over the quaint local dog park nearby. But when Luke meets Dean, an irritating yet handsome dog walker, actively trying to stop them, Luke is forced to question what the park means to her newfound friends and whether she can put aside her selfish ways to help save the park before Christmas. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This is going to be a hard game. <laughs> it's, it's so awful sounding. It's got to be true. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with true as well. I don't know, if, like, I'm gonna have to play this game of like, did Betty pick the first one to be true or false? Because I didn't, because <laughs> uh, I'm bad at that. I'm gonna say true. Okay, you're both right. It is true. Wow. Yep. Wow. We'll move on to number two. It just gets worse. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. No, that movie was already a number two. <laughs> <laughs> The next movie is called Merry Christmas. The synopsis is Kaylin and her controlling fiance, who is choreographing a new nutcracker, are on the rocks. After a rough evening, she leaves the studio and ends up in a magical lift with a handsome caterer named Dustin. And the lift stalls and spontaneously magical kisses follow. Soon, her selfish fiance, the choreographer, makes nice. And Dustin retreats to his catering. Kaylin becomes confused as to which man to love and must make a choice. Money and fame or hot kisses and avocado toast. <laughs> That's it's fake. Heavy. It's, it's like fake. Like Please heavier. tell me it's fake. It's like caviar dreams, but worse. <laughs> I'm going to go with real. I'm going to go with real on that. Uh, it was real. Yes. Oh, my God. Two for yeah. Two. Anybody that would want to watch that needs to re- seriously reevaluate reevaluate their life choices. <laughs> <clears throat> Number three, Christmas in the gutters. <laughs> when the top exec of a time management corporation, Cora, returns to her small town to handle her beloved dead aunt's estate, she finds out her aunt owned a bowling alley. Wanting to sell the place and get out of town and back to her big city life, she butts heads with a handsome alley manager, Mark, who wants to buy the property but a much lower price than the real estate developer. Stuck in town thanks to a snowstorm, Cora and Mark get snowed in together at the bowling alley. Will Mark teach her how to slow down and have fun with nachos, beer, and bowling? Or will their budding romance end up in the gutters? This is hilarious. I'm going to say fake on that. (laughs) Yeah, I got to go fake. Although it sounds more plausible than the other two. (laughs) You both got it right. It is fake. I made that one up. Oh, my God. Uh, It's not that far off from avocado toast. (laughs) Beer, nachos, and fucking gutter balls. (laughs) Number four. Mistletoes and menorahs. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) When a busy executive discovers she needs to learn about Hanukkah ASAP, she doesn't just look it up on the internet. She turns to the friend of a friend who is apparently the only Jew in town. Turns out he needs help, too. 
So they set up an unimpeachable quid pro quo that may lead to something more. That is, if his girlfriend doesn't derail the plan. Uh, real. That's real. Like that. That gotta be real. Hundred percent sounds like something they do. Yep, it is real. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, mistletoes uh, <laughs> and menorahs. Oh my god. Oh god. All right. The next one is called Christmas Greenery. In Washington State, Sam is struggling to keep the small farm that's been in her family for generations afloat. With the bills mounting up and Christmas on the way, Sam has reluctantly decided to sell the farm to a large farm corporation when she hears a knock on the door and meets Adam, a business investor from California. The only hitch? He invests in marijuana farms. Sam struggles with her conservative family values and the green wave of the future as Adam works to convince her to turn her farm into a cash crop while still staying small. Sam feels butterflies when she's with him, but will Adam go back to California and the budding romance go up in smoke even if she agrees? It's fake. I'm going to say fake because I just don't see them doing anything with marijuana. Yeah. (laughs) That That was my reasoning too. You both get that one. Y'all are good at this. Don't get me. Don't 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 say yourself short. Like, I feel like partially I'm getting lucky, but Jesus Christ, these are amazing. All right, number six, Mary in laws, raised by parents who work in science. Alex had her belief in things like Santa crushed at an early age and grew up to be a no nonsense kind of girl. But then she meets Peter, who sweeps her off her feet, and they marry. As they gather the family for Christmas, hilarity ensues when Alex and her family discover that Peter is the child of none other than Santa and Mrs. Claus. Will their marriage be doomed, or will Peter's family help reignite the spark of belief in holiday magic? It's true. It's true. God, I'm going to say fake. It was true. Damn it. Mrs. Claus is played by... Some blonde chick, and now I can't remember her name. She was like really big in the 70s. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And here's the last one this one A Very Hairy Christmas. (laughs) Joe runs a big cat sanctuary that has run into hard times and is at risk of going under. In a desperate bid to save his cats, Joe agrees to be in a documentary when in walks Carol, a generous benefactor with a shady past, just in time to save Christmas for the Wyndham Big Cat Sanctuary. Can Joe look beyond Carol's juicy past and accept the offer, or will Carol steal his heart and his reputation? Betty, I hate you because I can't tell if this is real or fake because I don't put it past them to fucking cash in on Tiger King's popularity. That's that's what I'm thinking too. It's oh just my like God, I can't tell. I can't it, tell. I'm 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 gonna go with real. I'm gonna hedge my bets and say go with real. I'm gonna go. With I'm real. gonna go with fake just because it's too soon. Although they could have, I don't know. I'm second guessing myself, but I'm gonna go fake. In a day, dude. They can make these films in a day. That's like, that's, <laughs> that's that's true. But they're not even trying, so it's probably why it's true. It's Fuck fake. It. Okay, it was fake. It's fake. I made that one up. Okay. So. I wouldn't put it past them to make it, though. I really, really wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them either, but it was just too soon, and it's not Christmas yet. I was just like, 
I wouldn't put it past him for it to be true, but I'm glad it was fake. Huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And that fuck. was that was so fucking funny. Oh my god. I because <laughs> the real ones, I'm like, the fuck is this shit? But it's it's the shit that they do. So yeah, I mean, I had lots to choose from. Lots. Oh, and yeah. you know. What can I say? It's so easy to write these things. No, it is. I, I think that's partially my thing with the uh, with the asylum films is that they're not. They're not. It's not hard to do. <laughs> it's just yeah. Hard. It doesn't take talent. <laughs> oh my god, that was fun. This was a good idea. I'm glad we did this. <laughs> All right. Well, the current standings, I've gotten eight correct, but that's my maximum score because I won't be able to answer on my own. And Greg, you are ahead of Betty five to four. Okay. So you did really well on hers. Uh, but you said five to four? Yeah. The, the score right now, you've gotten five correct answers. Betty's gotten four correct, and I've gotten eight correct. But Oh, that's right. I, I said real. I said real in the last one. That's right. Sorry. I thought I, I thought I got that one right. Okay, I should write. I should move my own score then. So then, so I got five. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're good. Go ahead. Are you, All you're right. Keeping, I'm not happy. That's whatever. So these are 10 headlines, but they're going to be given to you in pairs. One's real. One is fake. You identify the real one. All right. The first one we have, uh, Wild Badger starts house fire in Brisbane, Australia, or Pet Parrot saves man from house fire in Australia. Say the first one again. Wild Badger starts house fire in Brisbane, Australia, or Pet Parrot saves man from house fire in Australia. Parrot is true. I'm going the opposite on that. I think the first one's true. Uh, the badger was false. The God parrot did. The parrot did save the man by detecting the house fire before the smoke alarms went off. I'm so bad at this fucking game. <laughs> All right. Politician stuffs 4,500 pounds into the underpants he was wearing during a raid by anti-corruption police, or. Secretary of the Rotary Club Treasury indicted for skimming funds from the benefit dinner. Second one is true. I'm thinking the first one's true. Greg, you are correct. Oh my the politician actually stuffed 4,500 pounds into his underpants. Of what? What? What did he... How no, the you... amount, the amount, 4,500 pounds. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about <laughs> contraband. No, actual money. <laughs> I was like, how did he stick 45,000 pounds of anything in his underwear? <laughs> yeah, it, he uh, apparently was, it was like payoff money or something. Wow. And just stuffed it in his drawers. <laughs> All right. Kentucky woman is arrested for attempting to raise meth as a cash crop or Florida man hauled in for a stolen uh, utility pole atop his car. Florida man. What was the first one again? Kentucky woman arrested for attempting to raise meth as a cash crop. I'm going to go with the second one is real. 
the Florida man. Yeah. All right, that was the real one. Oh, thank God. Yeah, that the oh. the, the the first one. Uh, this Kentucky woman just sounds like it was like. I don't know. It just sounded a little too fake. I think because like. It's easy. Meth heads aren't going to try to raise it. They're going to use it. Eh, yeah, kind of. It just, I don't know. There's something about it that just came, that came a little off, but yeah. I don't know, man. I've seen some dumb fucking people. Yeah, that's the thing. It was kind of like, mm, but if, you, if you're the person who does meth, you know, you've probably seen it made, so you know you can't grow it, I would hope. But if you're a dumb fucker that's trying to get rich quick and don't do meth... You're a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) I am. really am. (laughs) All right. Ukrainian minister fined for Christmas caroling early before the holiday season. Or Siberian student climbs tree to gain internet access as as classes move online. Fined for Christmas caroling. I'm going to say the other one is fake. I'm saying fine for Christmas caroling is true. Okay, then okay. Yeah, I'm on the same page. You were both incorrect. The oh, Siberian damn. student scaled a birch tree to get to the top branches so he could get Wi-Fi internet access on his laptop as his classes were moved online. What's they going right. to do this winter? A freeze. Bless his heart. <laughs> All right. prize-winning racing pigeon is shot after repeated pooping on the neighbor's car or racing pigeon sells for a record $1.9 million after frantic bidding war. Second one is real. Second one is real. The second one is real. Yeah, I read that actually. (laughs) Well, Nobody's going to let their pet pigeon, their expensive pet racing pigeon out to poop on people's cars. All right. Well, final tally, Betty seven points and Greg and myself both with eight points. All right, Betty, unless you have some kind of uh, tiebreaker, I think we're good. (laughs) I got a tiebreaker. All right, go ahead. Christmas in Pottersville. It's Christmas and Maynard is a beloved local businessman who is mistaken for Bigfoot after a well-deserved drunken night ending in a romp around town in a gorilla costume after a talk with his potential love interest. This sets off an international Bigfoot media spectacle, a windfall, a windfall of tourism dollars and a whole heap of trouble. Will Parker reveal the truth or will Maynard get to play furry for the benefit of the town? Oh my God, it's true. It's gotta be. I'm, I'm going to say fake. Maya wins. It's true. God damn it. <laughs> it's horrible. It's so horrible. It's so bad. It's so bad. I've actually <clears throat> seen that one. Oh, God. Is it as bad as it does to sound it? It's actually one of the better ones. It's funny. Jesus. It's yeah. frightening. I'm going to give myself a little bit of a pat on the back. That's probably the best I've done with headlines ever. <laughs> I mean, it's 2020. Got, Anything you can got happen. What? You got three out of five. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the best you've ever done before. You've that done really three is. out of five before. Never better than three. Out, no, you did four out of one one time. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Was that the first one? No. No. Okay. Well. But there were uh, there were times you've done one out of four or one for four. Gotcha. <clears throat> so you did really good though. Yeah, I'm proud of myself. Especially on Betty's. <laughs> yeah, I uh I don't I like those were those were cracking me up. Those were so funny. Because like it didn't matter if it was real or fake, they were fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. But I'm horrified that some of the, that there are actually any real ones out of all those that you guys gave. The fact that there are real ones of those. Oh. <laughs> yeah, four of them are real and three of them are fake. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's going to do it for us today. Um, yeah, we've got busy days ahead of us, both yeah. Greg and myself. Uh, you know. Uh, I'm just gonna be lazy. So uh, you you have a well earned lazy day after yesterday. Yeah, I worked my ass off yesterday. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, uh, for our audience, if there happens to be a movie that pops up in this next week that is a simple, easy watch, I'll you know, but we might add it. And the best way to know that if we added it, follow us on the socials. Keep up with that. We'll post it on the Twitter and the Facebook and Instagram that we're going to be watching this movie. So go ahead and watch it and then join us next week. But as of right now, we don't have anything. Um, also, uh, as I said, all socials are below uh, on, on the all keyed up stuff. So that's the best way to keep up with anything that we're doing. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, our good friend. We had her on the podcast a few weeks ago, uh, Michelle. Um, she actually has a current uh, currently has a GoFundMe uh, running for... Um, uh, vocal feminization surgery. So um, go check out. I, I posted it on the uh, the Twitter account. Uh, we should throw it up in the Facebook account after we record this, just so that way, if anybody, if you have the means, go ahead and help her out. If not, that's cool too. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give a quick shout out that, that she's uh, she's attempting to do that. It cur- currently costs fifteen thousand dollars. So Jesus, yeah. Which you know she doesn't have just offhand so um but yeah we support we support the transgender community on this podcast straight the fuck up well i mean i am part of it so of course i do (laughs) could you imagine being transgender and not supporting the transgender community do you know how weird that would be (laughs) well yeah i i'm not going to cite examples but i can think of some very contradictory people right off the top of my head Oh shit! Okay, well we'll have to talk. It's about It's okay that later. for me. It's okay for me, but not for them. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> wow, wow. All right then. Well, Jesus Christ! I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, it's a thing. Ugh. Um, but yeah. Again, uh, if you want to help her out, that'd be greatly appreciated. If not, totally get it. Um, but yeah. Also, and I say this every week. Uh, as far as I know, we're going to be doing Jackbox this Saturday. Uh, it's on our new channel, which is twitch.tv slash all underscore cued underscore up. Uh, that's the, that's where we'll be doing that more often. We'll, uh, we'll also let you know on the social medias when we go live. So that's the thing. Um, but I think that's it for right now. Uh, Maya, where can people find you? You can find me online under my name on Facebook, uh, Maya Dawn Fisher. Uh, it is a public profile, so if you wish to follow me, you can. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, those are linked there. As for other shows that you can catch me on, aside from this one every Friday, uh, you can catch me on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. 
every other Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. I'm part of a live uh, action figure review show called Figabangin'. And then uh, on Friday nights, I'm part of a show called MPSP Theater that broadcasts at 9 p.m. Eastern. And that's all the places I'm active. What about you, Betty? Betty? Hello? Betty, where'd you go? Ah, shit. My mute button was on. I didn't know it. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Um, Yeah, it does. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Bright Betty, and you can find me on Facebook under Betty Badger Ogletree. I'm Uh there. Uh, You can find me on all socials under Chub Rock Geek. That uh, means shit. You can find me on anything under Chub Rock Geek. That's just my my username handle. Um, But yeah, I think that's... uh, that's it. That's it. That's all. Again, um, watch Mandalorian episode four or season two, episode four, chapter twelve, whatever you want to call it. We'll be talking about that next week for sure. Stick, you know, stay tuned to the social medias. We'll let you know if there's a movie that pops up. Um, we're definitely going to be doing this trivia stuff again. This this game was a lot of fun, and there's still a lot that we can use from. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit better on writing them next time we do it. But uh, I don't know if we're doing it next week. We might just shoot the shit next week. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think we should just shoot the shit, but that's just me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's we'll see good. what happens. Who knows? <laughs> uh but yeah, guys, thank you for listening and we'll see you then. Peace, love, and polypops. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>